and yet there were these people getting to the register, paying $200, $300 for their family to eat. I'm going, I need to another episode of Zero G Adventures Podcast. As always, I am Tim. I'm Chris. And I'm Brian. And we welcome you back to episode number 43, season two. Uh, Bush Gardens Tampa and SeaWorld Orlando. Yep. Um, some of us have been there. Some of us have not. The majority of us were not invited. But here we are anyway. They should be, didn't we do this? <laughs> yes. I think we did this about like Dollywood all over eight again. weeks ago when we did Dollywood. No, but um, so thank you back for, well, thank you back. Thank you back. Thank you back. Thank you forward. Thank you side to side. Um, thanks for listening. If it's your first time, welcome. We are, well, a bunch of assholes that like to talk about amusement parks. Not really, though. But if you're, if you're coming back, thanks for coming back. As always, follow us on our socials at Zero G Adventures everywhere. And we have merch. We haven't talked about merch in a while. We have merch. I updated the store. Ooh, did we get the flamethrower yet? Grenade launcher? Okay. The flamethrower is coming in season three. Okay. Because I was going to say the kids love that. Well, well, what about the lunchbox? The, oh, the lunchbox box. is going to be in the fall 2022 for collection. The back, for the back to school season. For the yeah. back to school season, yes. So look for that in July. Um, but we do have stickers. Ooh. You can s- stick them places. Match that up. And the train has already derailed. And, and all the 40-year-old moms <laughs> said, wait, that's my jam. <laughs> And you can... and they turn off the podcast and turn on that song. Right, right. Okay, so now that all the moms are gone, if you couldn't tell, we started drinking because <laughs> we always start our episodes with the drink of the week. Mm-hmm. Yes, and this week we are continuing um, our exploration of different Disney drinks, of recreating, attempting to recreate, and we've been good lately. Other than the, you know, the first one that didn't go so well. We've been doing pretty good lately, and this one we did good. This was the cotton candy lemonade. Yes. Um, from the Abracadabra. Yes. At Disney. Disney. Boardwalk. <laughs> at the boardwalk. Down on the boardwalk. Boardwalk. Out of the sun. So, <laughs> what's in it? I'll tell it's you. Really Eight ounces. Easy. It's really easy. <laughs> Eight ounces of lemonade and two ounces of cotton candy syrup, the blue, um, which gives it its distinct look. And it does have a distinct look. Seafoam. Yeah. Um, Amazon is definitely where you get the cotton candy syrup. Um, Any lemonade is fine. And then you top it off with a maraschino cherry. Yes. So you mix it all together and all that. Um, What do you think? Um, The original version. We we've, a, we've added stuff. Yeah. The original <laughs> version, um, 
had a sweet and sour punch where like the sour was first and, and then the sweet was after for me the sweet was after Did you get it i thought that i thought the inverse i oh, thought no. it was really sweet up front and yeah. then sour well it depends how your taste buds are to me i almost likened it to like do you remember fun dip that candy lick a stick <laughs> fun dip yeah you lick the stick and you put it in the dip thanks brian <laughs> But, you know, I it, that's what it reminded me of, and it was a good flavor. But me being the, the kind of amateur mixologist thinking, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to take this, so y'all are laughing in the background. You're the one that's, like, describing it, like, what you do with it and all that. And you got to lick it and dip it and lick it again. And He said that, that was me, actually. Ah! Anywho, Chris, you were saying, that it is meant to be a non-alcoholic drink for kids, but if you want to make it adult, you know, me being the amateur mixologist, and I've created some drinks on the fly here, we were trying to figure out what alcohol would actually go good with it, and because of the sweet and sour component of it, almost margarita-ish, so like a splash of tequila seems to balance it all out. Yep. I was thinking vodka at first, but I agree with the tequila. Tequila make tequila make it work. <laughs> Tequila makes his clothes fall off. <laughs> I like it. Mm -hmm. it. It's still a little too much on the sweet side for me, but I still like it. It's not it's like different. I'm like like halfway through it, I'm going to pour it in. But I like that it's, it. it's different. Like, it is different. But I do think... It is a different taste. But I do think as a, as a regular drink for adults, not kids... You know, because kids love anything sugary sweet. As an adult beverage, the tequila definitely helps. Uh huh. Yes. I don't think you would sit here drinking the original version. It would be I a slow would. sipper on a hot day. I mean, the the original was good, but I need a little. I need a little uh, octane. Yes. So, so tell them about what made this week different. So this week. Um, as you all know, we always film our drinks of the week. We put them up on our YouTube channel. Go find us, CRG Adventures. Um, this week, we had a special co-star. We brought in my son, Aiden, um, and he really helped make it and added his special Aiden flair, <laughs> if you will. Um, he wasn't there for the adult part of it, no, so it was, it was strictly the original drink, and that's what's up on our YouTube. Um, we did that after, but... Uh, um, he was so excited to be part of the drink is of the he week. Five now? He is five. He'd been five. Yep. Yeah. And he about five and a half. So going on twenty eight. Yeah. Um, he thinks he's our age, and he talks like us, and he. he, he it's he, frightening. Yeah. He. <laughs> yeah. I I can't wait until he gets over his initial fear of roller coasters because I think he's going to be the fourth. Oh, that's going to be fun fourth member of Zero G Adventures yep. when we're in our mid-50s and he's 16. <laughs> he's like, I don't want to do this shit with you, Dad. You ain't cool. Chris, you're cool. But, so, yeah. So check it out on our YouTube channel. It's going to be a good episode. So, oh, And there's definitely some things that will probably make uh, it into the best of 2022. Uh, oh, yeah. So, All right, so on to park news. All Cedar Fair today. Oh, but Disney's still a shit show. Oh, yeah. But oh, on multiple levels. Oh, anyway. So, and but in space now, too. On Earth and 
all over the galaxy. That hotel, what a waste. Moving on. So, California's Great Adventure and Valley Fair decided to take the screaming out of the industry. They decided that they were going to get rid of the scary part of Halloween and just do a family-friendly Halloween event with no haunt. I'm glad it's just those two. I hope that this trend does not continue. In bigger Cedar Fair news, because I don't want to comment on that, um, all Cedar Fair parks are going cashless. Not a shocker. They did it at Kings Island last year. And that's where they test everything. Not a shocker. But I'm not... I'm not sh- it seems to work fine. Yeah, it works. I mean, Waldemere's cashless. <laughs> There's lots of parks that are cashless. Mm-hmm. It yeah. works. You put your money on a card, use the card. It's kind of great. And it speeds up service. Instead of counting money and counting out change, you just scan the card. It's, Which is really what it comes down to. Yeah. They just... They don't want you lingering in lines longer than you have to. Mm-hmm. True. So, Cedar Point. WTF. So they announced their 2022 early entry ride and gate policy. Just like last year, non-resort guests who want to do early entry can only use the main entrance. And the reason for this is the back of the park isn't even going to be open. That's right. Maverick and Steel Vengeance have both been removed from the early entry lineup. I'm not shocked (laughs) by that part. Because half the time, Maverick was down for mechanical issues, and Vengeance never opened on time. But I'm Maverick. I used it for Maverick. That was like... And that's... Yeah. But but a lot of times we got back there, and it's like you waited for a half an hour, 45 minutes, because it was down for mechanical... How many times have we stood there? Yeah. Like... I'm not. Like, we would be on the next train, and that stuff grinds to a halt. I'm not shocked by Interestingly enough, though, Max Air was added to that list, meaning that Max Air will finally reopen this year, which is good. Any ride that's back open and running is a good thing. So the nine rides listed for early entry are the coasters, Gatekeeper, Iron Dragon, Magnum, Millennium Force, and Valraven. <laughs> so Val Raven, Millennium Force, and Gatekeeper. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> but if you're not a coaster guy, flat rides, the bumper cars, the Matterhorn, Max Air, and Scrambler. Because I know when I am rope dropping Cedar Point, the first place I'm running to is the, Iron Dragon. Is the, the Dodgem. No, the Scrambler. No, I'm running to the Dodgems, thank you very much. The hell? And 11 rides in Kitty Kingdom. <laughs> it's that whole causeway traffic thing. You just want to get out of your road rage, so you go right to the dog. Well, anyway. you know, it, flip the coin, it's either that or, well, the Tiki Twirl will be available. It's just, I'm... Bizarre. I'm surprised that, you know, they used to have like six or seven roller coasters open with early entry. Yeah. Now it's literally five, and everyone's going to run the Valraven first like they always do because of where you come in. And the people that are coming in from the back of the park are going to skip right over Magnum. And they're going to all try to turn right, thinking they can, like last year, go to those rides. And it's all going to be, like, barricaded Not realizing that they're not open. And then they'll all run and um, go to Millennium Force. So you're going to have 
Millennium Force is like the the meet point. I just think it's going to make. See, we always like anytime we ever went in the front, we always went to Gatekeeper because everybody does go for right Val Raven or back, yeah. or or Millennium Force, and it's like okay, so we go to Gatekeeper, we can get. There's been many times that me and him were the only two on the train, yeah. and there's mm-hmm. nobody there, and we could just now, when we tried it. I swear, the last two years, every time we'd go there, it would be down. Yeah, and then we'd have to run all the way back over to Val Raven. Which fortunately isn't too far. No. It's about a King's Island length away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But. Um, it's going to be interesting. Other things with Cedar Point that I wanted to bring up because mm-hmm. I didn't respond to it in the group chat. So. Fastlane passes came out. The prices. Holy expensive. Yes. $250 on Saturdays. Yeah. Yeah. Like once, like it, it was like June, like it was like normal, like midsummer prices for the beginning of the season. And in then May, it, like, it's yeah. like $70 when it used to be like 30 Here's the thing. Yes, I'm taking it. So um, I think Cedar Fair could really make a lot more money if they did a lightning lane. I know I, I I don't like Lightning Line Lane whatever the whole Genie the Plus Genie. thing on all that, but but think about this: if you pay fifteen dollars for the option, you look at two hundred fifty dollars on a Saturday. Two hundred fifty dollars made you cringe. It made me cringe. Made yeah. you oh, yeah. that was more than our entire platinum pass yes. for one day. So two hundred fifty dollars. But if you had if we had the option to go up and pay fifteen dollars. For the option to get front of the line passes. And we only use them for vengeance. And you pay $15 for vengeance. 30 bucks worth it? Yeah. So when you're looking at prices, oh, well, Raptor, 10 bucks. Okay. When you add it all up throughout the day, it's going to be a lot more than 250 Maybe but not you, for us. But you only have to, you know, people like us would know when to use it. Right. But. We are the minority. We are I not think, the general part. I, think but it's, I, I almost think it's not necessarily money making. I think they're, they're pricing trying to it, limit how many people. They're pricing it. it to crowd control that line. So why don't they just limit the number of passes? Now, if you're smart, if you're going to go more than three days, just pay the seven hundred dollars for the all season. Well, no, they don't want to limit because. They want they want it to be self limiting. They don't want to limit it the limit it themselves. They still want to leave the room for bonus profit. Yeah, they, they and they're gonna want, they're, they don't want to do a hard limit. They want to see how the crowds limit themselves. And just like Disney, they know that people are still going. Oh yeah, pay. they're still going to be going to pay. Yeah, yeah. So if people pay the two fifty and it is very successful. That means the all season fast lane next year is going to oh, rise. Yeah. Exponentially. It's all based on metrics. All of these parks. Thank you. And, and Disney is leading the charge on this. Unfortunately. They're running themselves on spreadsheets. And if the numbers work, that's what they're going for. Customer experience is secondary to what the spreadsheet's going to say. Hmm. And that's why they, I, that's why I think they priced it this way. Because the algorithm mm. has said so. 
That's a damn shame. Yeah. But I mean I mean I I I thought it was a good idea. Like, hey, pay fifteen bucks and like people like Dennis that um yes, he goes so he gets his money worth. But to go and but he also and to pay, the reason and and here's the thing, I understand why Dennis does it because Dennis goes to the parks all the time. By himself. Mm-hmm. If you go by yourself and you're standing in line, you don't have someone to talk to, you don't like so I totally get it. It is one of <laughs> but it's still like but if you want all the time yeah it would be nice just if you want to go in for a couple of hours ride a couple of things and get something to eat and leave mm-hmm. having that is nice yeah yeah but well we will see what happens any other news right um now? i didn't look get to look into it because i was busy today but supposedly six flags got a new ceo their brand new ceo left mm-hmm. Air Force One started going vertical. Yes. Or the track arrived, put it that yeah. way. Um, even though we don't like to talk about them because they're a shit show, apparently the press embargo on um, the Star Wars Hotel has lifted as of today. So you're having two camps of the reviews. You have the reviewers who desperately want to keep their connection to Disney, basically saying it's the most ex- amazing experience ever. And then you have the other camp saying that it's a fun experience, but not worth the price mm-hmm. at all. We'll see when people are actually experiencing it. What Which people, today was the first. Yeah, when the reviews of the users come out, but the reviews from the press have been very mixed bag because you have the guys on one side who desperately want to keep their magical connections and not tick off their at. And then you have... The other reviewers who don't care as much, and the playtesters who are now allowed to talk and say it's fun, but is it worth the price? Now, the thing I will say: the couple of videos and interactions that I watched do show some phenomenal cast members. Oh yeah, in with, every in everything that I've read, they have not bashed a cast member. Like, they throw themselves into it. It that part again. I think it's a great experience. It is not worth what they're asking for in terms of what they pay. I, I don't know. I think it would be a cool experience, but at a third well, of the price. I mean, well, they're they're already talking about during supposedly um, during the shift change or the turnover between groups that they would have a lower ticket price point that you would come in and tour the quote unquote shift and experience everything, but you don't get a room, you don't stay the night, you don't get the, you could try some food. Would you still have to pay for it? Yes. Oh, so it's not like, oh, well, I want to go and walk through no, Polynesian. You, you can reduce the price to check out the ship. But even then, it's probably going mm-hmm. to be only half the price. Without a happy. So you're still probably tough. <laughs> nope. Nope, you have That's to leave. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's the happiest place on Earth. They don't say anything about happy endings. Anyway, probably it's only going to be half price of what a normal stay would be so you still might be talking yeah three grand yeah just to have an afternoon experience they can lick my left nut and unfortunately (laughs) unfortunately there's going to be people out there choke on a hair that do it there are going to be people Mm -hmm. you know who's going to be rob alvey yeah anyway (laughs) yeah so on to our main topic it it was really your trip so So I got to go to Florida with work 
and I had a day and a half where I had time to myself. So, of course, I'm in Florida in the winter. I'm going to go to an amusement park or two. So I took advantage of Busch Gardens, SeaWorld's great deal right now that's going on that you could buy two parks for the price of one, two days, add a meal plan on, and add parking for $190, which uh, you cannot <laughs> beat that cost at all. So first park I went to was Busch Gardens Tampa, and um, it was a very busy day. It was a Sunday. It was very busy. Um, the one thing that's been irking me about parks and since the unpleasantness is that all of a sudden they feel that we don't have to open the parking lot until 20 or 30 minutes before park open. And there's nothing like getting to a park having to go to the bathroom because you're used to just being able to go to the gate and wait outside the gate to get in being stuck in your car, backed up in traffic. It's just a little annoying. Oh, I, I I remember what, not the last... Bush Gardens, yeah. Not the last trip, but the trip before, I'm like, I have never run through a gate so fast in my life. Yep. <laughs> and Tim is laughing because he understands what all went into that whole concept. Yep. So whenever <laughs> like we... Wall power walker. Whenever we look at a park and we rate it, we rate it on 15 different categories. Chris was crip walking through the gate. Pretty much. <laughs> um, <laughs> shit. All right, good. So we look at 15 different categories. A lot. Um, mm -hmm. I have an additional sheet that, well, no, it's a group. We do the categories. But yes, sir. Oh, okay. Yes, sir. You are right. Yes, sir. I have, have, a, much I have a crazy oh. amount of questions that makes me determine, like, Parking and park entry, I give it an eight. There's a reason why my numbers add up to an eight, where the other guys just kind of say, oh, it was all right. It was a seven. You know, like Dancing with the Stars, seven. Um, but we basically add our numbers together, divide it by how many of us reviewed it. And then there's 150 points possible total. We divide it by that, and it gives us the score, which is the percentage. But then we divide that by three to get an average, and then and then I feel it like he's going through the syllabus at the start of a semester. So here we go. All right. So Bush Gardens Tampa, go ahead. First category is parking and park entry. We look at what the experience was like to get in the parking lot, the parking, getting in the through security through the park gate, et cetera, et cetera. I gave Bush Gardens Tampa an eight. I, I, so I went, but the last time I was there was in the spring of 2020 or no, the fall of 19. Mm -hmm. Yes. The fall of 19 was the last time. Um, so a, a lot is the same with the actual park. It's just, um, so I'm going to give it an eight as well, but I mean, we were able to get in and park and all that. It, it, it was a parking lot. Well, here's my question. And there was a tram. Who has never been there? Did you happen to notice what there, as one my one friend would call it, the disabled parking? Yes. Yes. There is. Convenient. It's right outside the, the tram. Yeah. Okay. And then, or, or, no, 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 no. The disabled is, is down underneath the tunnel yep. up by the front gate. Yeah. Oh, very convenient, though. Okay. I parked. Yes. Yeah. Next category rides and attractions. We look at the variety and quality. 
of the rides and attractions. Were there rides for families, children, thrill seekers? Were there water rides if it was hot, indoor attractions or exhibits to give you a climate controlled experience? Were there dark rides, themed experiences like that? I give it a seven. That's it. Yeah, I give it a seven. Okay. I give it an eight. Um it, to me, there, there's a, they have a very wide quality of roller coasters, and I'm a roller coaster guy. Um, <laughs> but also, me having a small child, um, <laughs> that's what I was uh, Me having a small child, their Sesame Street Land, and their treehouse and like jungle gym type walkthrough thing. Like, there was a lot that we did that kept my wife and child busy, plus me as a roller coaster busy guy. Well, I'm not a roller coaster, but me as a roller coaster guy busy. So I give it an eight. Yeah. And I mean, I will tell you this I probably would have given it an eight, but when I was there, there's so much of that stuff that is still not opened. Like that whole Jangala area closed. Like, you literally, if you had kids, the only and even the kids' flat rides throughout the park were closed. Hmm. The only area that was open for kids was the Sesame Street Land. Oh, and it's like hmm. for what you pay, right? Okay, next roller coasters. We look at the riding quality of the roller coasters. Was there a good mix of different stuff? How are they themed, landscaped, etc.? I give it an eight. I give it an eight as well. I think they have a very wide variety of roller coasters. Yes. From Schwarzkopf's to Vacoma Kitty Coasters. They to, just need a hyper. They do need a hyper and they do need a wooden. Mm-hmm. They had one. Mm-hmm. They had two. Mm-hmm. But I really like Bush Gardens roller coasters. Yeah. They were the quality of all of them is, is good. There's one or two that's a little overrated. <clears throat> Cheetah, um, but <coughs> tiger, yeah. Oh, but okay. So next, park operations and capacity. This truly determines if you have a good day or a bad experience of park. Is how parks operate. We look at, you know, what was open, what was closed. If lines were long, were they running all coaster trains and ride vehicles, multiple loading areas? How quickly were they dispatching rides for the queues being used correctly? At food places, were there enough food windows and counters open if the lines were long? Um, if they had music or TVs in lines around the park, was it on, working correctly, etc.? Um, I gave it a six. That was me being nice. I would give it an eight based on my previous. Mm -hmm. We normally go middle to end of April and end of September to beginning of October. I have never, like every time I've been there, everything has been open. All the food has been open. The lines have been short. As far as like TVs and stuff in the lines, I'd never noticed because everything has been almost a walk on. Yeah. So I... I can't complain about it. Not for me on this trip. In the past, yes. But on this trip, no. Like, the line for um, Cheetah Hunt was almost 200 minutes. And they were only running three trains, only one loading station, and they were stacked. 
like every time. Let's say, like, well, that's the thing. Like, I've always done cheetah first. We did it first and okay. waited maybe twenty minutes or so mm-hmm. for it, and then as you as the day went on, it was busier and busier and busier and busier. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with Cobra. Yep. Cobra was always busier and busier and busier if you didn't do it first. So, like, we used to boom, boom, and then yep. be done with it, and then because both of the rides really are one and done, you know. So. Um, the next thing we look at is queue lines. When we look at a line, we look at how nice the lines were. Were there shade structures, shade, fans, music, air conditioning? Because a lot of places down there have air conditioning lines, landscape, trees. Um, I gave it a seven. Their lines are nice. I'll give it a six. Some of the queue lines are tight. Like a tight. Um, Cobra's queue line is really cool. I love it. Was it dim and when you, was it dim when you walked yes. through it? Yeah, it's dark. Not anymore. Bright ceiling lights located throughout really. the whole thing. I oh, know the yeah. whole thing was dim, like you How? were walking through, How was it like themed? almost like a Skull but, Island. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was gonna ask, that's what how is it's it supposed to be. It, 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 well, it's like you're going into a tomb with snakes and, okay. and all that stuff. And there's the one room that has the, the whole projection mapping and everything. yeah, and all that. Um, yeah, we literally, I even commented, I even tweeted, I said, hey, it's early, because I could tell that they were like the work lights that uh, were on the whole queue. Oh, no, it, it's and not I, like like the Mummy Returns or the Mummy's Revenge queue line, like that dark. Uh, yeah, that's what I was assuming it was. Mm-hmm. And I messaged, I asked one of the workers, well, I asked the one worker and he ignored me, like I didn't exist. And then I asked another worker, I was like, is it supposed to be that bright there? And the guy said, yeah, kids do destroy things. Was his response to me. So thank you, people, for ruining what was supposed to be a nice themed experience. Hmm. But that's a, that's a trend in the industry overall. People have become more destructive. Yep. You best example to go back to Disney. What they did to the line for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railroad. Yep. People just yeah, moving on. But I mean, I, I mean, but, for I mean, the most part, shade structures, fans. I mean, it's they have a lot of shade, but they're kind of bland. They're just yeah, outside especially of especially cheetah. Oh yeah, cheetahs and even uh, Shikra. I just nah. now Iron Guazi's queue was interesting. It's long. The whole one side of the loading station is like a Thunderbolt six queue thing. Then there's three rooms underneath that are all like that size. Like it's a very, very, very long queue line. Oh. Yeah. And it's it is air conditioned in parts, which is nice. But there's not really much to look at. But it's still nice. I gave it a seven. You gave it a six. Nobody asked about your opinion of Iron Gwazi. Moving on. What's your favorite what's your favorite topic? Food. Which the Bush Sea World parks have good food. Um, unfortunately, you realize when you start to go to the parks like two days in a row that they pretty much offer the same thing at all of their parks. They all have smokehouses, they all have homemade pretzel places, they all have um, a grill. They like it's similar, but um, it's all good quality food. So we look at the variety and quality of the food. If they have any sit-down food service locations. Um, any unique foods that only that park has, 
and also was the food served hot and fresh. Um, I give it an eight. I am the rag guy, and it's only me and you reviewing this, so I'm going to give it an eight just so it doesn't skew it. But I like chicken fingers and fries. However, the bar that has the you can get your own mug and keep it there. Yeah. And I know that's at other parks too. But I'll give it an eight. Moving on, food seating. Well, no, my question is, because you can compare it to Bush Gardens Williamsburg, how much was duplicated? Um, how much how much food was unique to that park? They have everything that Bush Gardens Williamsburg has. Okay. Bush Gardens Williamsburg has more because you have like the Irish food place, you have the Italian place, you have you know Was there anything that stood out with their options or not really. Okay. Um now when we when we talk about SeaWorld later, SeaWorld had stuff that stood out. Okay. Um, Bush Gardens. Then I shall ask the next. Yeah. The same question. Bush Gardens. Bush Gardens Tampa was kind of like they have the same food that. The thing that really got me is you know Chris when we go to Bush Gardens Williamsburg and you go through the dessert section and there's like four different types of cakes all this different stuff. The only dessert they had was raspberry cheesecake. Oh really? That was like the Not, only option. Which isn't a bad. And they had fruit. They had strawberries and they had you know. But I'm so used to, you know, having the carrot cake, the chocolate cake, the three yeah. different types of cheesecakes, the different, you know. Bread pudding. Bread yeah. pudding and the coffee. Like, I was really sad when we went to the smokehouse and I said, that's where the cobbler station should be. But it's have... empty because they didn't have it. Like, it was kind of sad. The thing that I didn't notice there or have never noticed there, or maybe you did, but Bush Gardens Tampa is all... African thing, mm. right? There was no like African food, or even anything. Like that was there was trying nothing to like like Animal Kingdom has the whole Africa yeah. section that has you know all the authentic stuff. food. Like there was no nothing mm. authentic there, and I know Bush Gardens Williamsburg Ducks. is like the world showcase, but with better rides. Yeah, and yeah, that that's the one thing. Then maybe yeah. You heard it here first. Yep. I commented on food. Yep. Food seating. We look at is there shaded areas to seat? Are there areas that give you rain protection? Um, air conditioning, heat, enough seats for everyone, etc. Um, they actually have a decent job. There's outdoor seating, indoor seating. There's lots of different mm -hmm. places to to sit. I give it a nine. So, I agree. So there's enough. To deal with Florida's temperamental oh, weather. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's some really unique views. Like there's places where you have a over and you don't have to pay for like restaurant seating. There's places where you can get pizza and then go outside and you're literally on an overlook of the savannah. My favorite part of the park is when you're coming back from Sheikha or walking towards the main gate and you pass the Sesame Street area mm -hmm. and the before, gardens. Yes. Mm -hmm. Off there to the left, because there's a smoking ride there, yep. and they have that big the pavilion. There's the some flamingos. Yes, the... there's all kind of stuff right before you get to Iron Gwazi. Like, yep. yeah, yes. Well, mm -hmm. in the before times, how did they treat their smoking rides? Was it more like a Cedar Point corner, or was it more like a special gazebo like Hershey? Like, it's just it's like just an area. It's okay. an area with it's, just... Yeah, like it's okay. yeah, like any other park used to be. Like, 
Y'all go. There's a lot of areas, though, just like Williamsburg. Look There's for the a large lot. lady with gray hair that's sitting there with a cigarette hanging out of her mouth with a big ass phone. No, Marjorie. Next, shows and entertainment. Variety and quality of the shows and entertainment that the park had, were there shows for the whole family, adults, children, live musicians, any indoor or covered theaters to help escape the weather. Really? Um, Here's one thing I will say. In the past, I probably would have given this a lot higher, but literally, they had (coughs) two shows going. One was really good, and the other was okay. Like, they used to have, like, six or seven major shows, and right now it's pretty much just the one. The quality of it was great, but seven. Was one of it by the the Sea Serpent in that theater? Sea Serpent, Falcon's Fury, that theater, like, is your... Oh, you mean the big indoor, like, food place? I don't know, is that what it is? Yeah, the fire grill or whatever it's called. It was like the pirate ship and... Yeah. Yeah, that one had just a dude playing the piano. Normally there's like a big production there and it was just a dude playing um, the piano. Um, the big theater by in Morocco. So like the big theater by um, Cheetah Hunt. Oh. That yeah, huge yeah. palace that you're on, but that's a huge mm-hmm. theater with a balcony. Like it's like... That's like an ice show, right? Yeah, it's an ice yeah, show. Yeah. It, was, it was phenomenal. It was really phenomenal. I got a beer and smoked them. Ellie mm-hmm. and my mother and all them. Yeah. So I gave it a seven. I'm not gonna screw your opinion on it, so mm-hmm. I'll give you seven too. Next, park atmosphere, theming, and landscaping. This truly is what sets parks apart because it's a park, after all, not a parking lot. Like uh some places we know that doesn't have trees if you're just walking on concrete. There's no parks that exist like that. No. So um so Battle this is ships of concrete radiating heat for miles. Yep. So, how nice we look at trees, water features, flowers, landscaping, the theming, the details, music in the park at night. How what was the park like at night? Um, were the buildings freshly painted, not run down looking? Everything fresh and new. Were there nice shaded places to sit down and relax? I'm um, definitely a nine. It's a beautiful park, especially with like the animal exhibits and there's shade everywhere. Lots of it, it is a park where you can explore like there's no set midway there's no Mm -hmm. um if it's your first time in the park there will be a couple times where you're like which way do is this way like so like and then you get into the savannah part like like if you're going over by like cheetah hunt yeah there's all those different and then you come out by the train and yeah yeah, it's so a lot of meandering pathways yeah i mean there's there there's a circle but But it's not it's not it's unless not world, you really it's not know world it showcase is. where it's one big thing. No. It's unless you know it. Yeah. yeah. But um, I get lost every time when I'm like by Sheikra trying to get this way because you have to like go up the bridge or over the ramp to mm-hmm. then get into the And then you gotta go through the bird thing. Yeah, like it's mm-hmm. Yep. But it's a beautiful park. I'll give it I'll a give nine. it a nine. Yeah. I'll give it a nine as well. I, I love it and it's in the middle of a huge residential zone. And, and you would know. never know. Yep. Unless you're on a roller coaster. Yeah. You're like, oh, look, there's skyscraper. <laughs> like, it's like out of nowhere. Oh, there's a, there's an office tower. <laughs> like, oh, look, there's a crackhead. Yeah. Um, no, I, no. Um, I, I really like it. And it, I was thinking about this because I was looking at it earlier and I'm like, there are some pathways that were kind of like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, wait, no, it's, 
like backwoods Africa or like the desert in Africa. Yeah. Like it's supposed to be like that. And then yeah. I remember like, yeah, it looks like that. So um no, I do like it. Yep. Yep. Cleanliness. Are we good time? We got ten minutes. Cleanliness. How we look at how clean the park was. Buildings, midways, rides, ride vehicles, queue lines, landscaping. It, was there trash anywhere? Were the trash cans emptied and not overflowing? How clean were the food serving and the seating areas? And were the bathrooms clean? It's a very clean park. It's not perfect. I'd say the only issue was a couple garbage cans that were completely full. Um, so I gave it a nine. I'll give it a nine. I've never thought that it was dirty or anything like that. And everything's always been clean. The one thing that was really interesting um, was there in the process of you could tell that they're getting ready for Iron Gwazi to open to the public. There are so many things that are being freshly painted. There are so, like so Just much. Just in that area? Everywhere. Or everywhere. Throughout the whole park. And the area where like Falcon's Fury is with all those brightly colored buildings, they're mm -hmm. all getting repainted. They're working on them during the day. And there were a lot of guests that would touch walls and then have paint on their hands. Like... But they also really didn't have any signs that said wet paint. Like, you, if you looked and saw, oh, look, there's a dude painting, like, you would know. But it was interesting. Hmm. It was interesting. Restroom. We look at bathrooms. Were they clean? Were they pleasant? Were they well taken care of? You, If you know, you know. Were there mm -hmm. enough stalls? Were there features that let you not have to touch things like automatic sinks or automatic dryers? You're in Florida. You better hope they're air conditioned. Um, I give it an eight. I'll give it a seven. I, I don't have anything great to say about their shitters. I don't have anything bad to say about their shitters. And well, they are what they are. Yeah. They I will, flushed. I will say they are not Bush Gardens, Williamsburg bathrooms. Where they're mostly spotless. Here, there's definitely like there were some we walked and I was like, it's been hours since someone's been in here to clean. Like. That was nice. Summer spotless, summer Jackson Pollock. Yep. Merch and gift shops, a new category that we added on to look at this year. We look at the variety and quality of the park merch. Do they have any custom and unique items? Were there indoor gift shops that were air conditioned or heated? And do they have on-ride photos for their attractions? Um, I I think their merch is pretty above, I'd say above average. I'd mm -hmm. give it an eight. Yeah, I'll give, I'll give it an eight. They they got shit everywhere, mm -hmm. but the the authentic merchandise is all with the front. Yeah, like that front little that thing that you Morocco go in. Area, yeah. But then once you get out there, it's mainly like little shops and things that are just like Stance. ride specific. Yeah. That are oh, get your chic or shit here. Yeah. Get your Kumba crap here. Which is typical like, for the industry. But like it's like if you're because it's themed to different lanes in, in Africa. You would though, expect more you would think like your Stanleyville area would have more of that Stanleyville yeah. merchant, like Yeah. But no, it's all at the front. But they got a lot of crap. Yeah. And they got a lot of cool crap. So how would you say like price wise? Uh fair. I'd say it's fair. It's not Disney. Like, like Standard a t-shirt, like a t-shirt's twenty-five to thirty. Yeah. Like it's fair. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
Employees. Employees. Really what makes or breaks a park, it's the people. What were the park employees like? Were they efficient? Were they friendly? Did they seem happy or did it feel like you were disturbing them? Did they go out of your way to make your day special? Did they ignore you when you asked a question like you didn't exist? Four, and that's me being nice. These were the worst employees I've ever experienced in my life at any amusement park. Tell me more. Yes, details, please. Literally, you have a 120-minute queue line for something, and you're too busy having a conversation with the other employee while your ride's stacked, and the ride's ready to go, but you're too busy having a conversation. We're not going to put our hand on the thing. And then when a guest asks you a question, you say, not right now, and put your hand up and ignore them. That's a level of attitude that is completely unacceptable. Yeah, for a park that normally costs $120 to get in. Yeah. And if your wait's long, it's different. If it was a day where the park wasn't busy, that's one thing. But you know you're right. You were on the longest line in the park. Yeah. And it wasn't any like everywhere. It was the only the only ride that had a fantastic crew, and I mean literally like Cedar Point quality <coughs> crew was Iron Gwazi. I'm gonna give it a five. And the only reason I'm gonna give it a five is because I've been to that park four times in three years. Nothing stood out, but nothing pissed me off. Mm-hmm. So it's a good meh. Yeah. Like they were there, they did their job, but eh. Yep. Tech? Technology. Did the park have an app? Did they provide free Wi-Fi? How was the app? How was the Wi-Fi? Did it work, or were you at Cedar Point? Did the park have ride wait times <laughs> listed on the app? Were the ride times accurate? Yeah, because my biggest... I wasn't ready for that. Yeah, I biggest... love their app. I love the Bush Gardens app. And their Wi-Fi works. Actually, that's my biggest question, because I have had some of the most spotty, inconsistent Wi-Fi experiences across parks. Mm -hmm. I uh... I, I gave it an 8, because I liked their app and their Wi-Fi worked. The only place it didn't work was when we were lined for Cobra's Curse, because that's what we were in. Well, yeah. I don't... I don't hate it. I thought it was one of the better ones. Um, Yes. And I mean, it's been a while since I've actually used it, but um, I know when I did use it, I could see like wait times and shit outside the park. Mm-hmm. Like I could go on a week before and say, oh, it's busy on Wednesdays. We should go on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, so I don't hate it, but I'll give it an eight. Go ahead. I gave it an eight as well. Park value. What was the value of the park? This is what we look at with families and, you know, it's a family, you're going to a park, you have a decision, you can spend $400 and spend two days at Disney, or you can spend $200 and get everything you need and go to Busch Gardens and SeaWorld. Value means a lot. We look at what you paid for versus what you got. Admission, parking, food, gifts, etc. I gave it a seven. Um, I gave it a seven because there was a lot of shit closed. like i we're going during tutor i'm going at the very end right before everything happened and you're going now and i mean i mean here's my things get back to in the off season which is normally january 
and like maybe the beginning of February. This was more the start of spring break. The park was very busy and it would have been fine if one of your major attractions was closed, but literally two of your major attractions was closed and then five of the very few flat rides you have are closed and your water rides are closed. Like, mm. Cheetah Hunt got a bottom in a white right now. Um, because <laughs> um, the park closed at eight o'clock. I'm gonna give it an eight, mm-hmm. and it, it, I mean the the reason because anytime I go, they always have the two for one. Yeah, it's like you get two parks for a hundred bucks. Yep. I mean, and, and we're gonna be going back in April. Um, two parks for a hundred bucks. So you spend a day at SeaWorld, spend a day at Bush Gardens, fifty bucks a piece. That's an acceptable oh, it's price well worth to it me. For that. That's an acceptable price. But I'm price. saying for gate price. So what's our score for Bush Gardens? Williamsburg? We're back. Oh, we're back. Sorry. We're back. We're back. That was so, a fun break. So let's that about wraps it up for our review of Bush Gardens Tampa. So our scores? We got 76.3 was our out of 100%. So a 76.3, it's a C, C plus, you know, not horrible, not great. It's a, it's a, it's a fun park. Yeah, it's a great park. And, and honestly, I just think the industry is where it's at right now is that all of these parks are doing the minimum that they have to do just to make them operate. And I do think that by the, I think by we get halfway through the summer season, we're going to start to see more return to better operations i think they're just trying to survive and like there's a lot of people that are like there's a lot of like hiring issues and stuff yeah. that are still going on and re- employee retention and yeah. Yeah. 76.3 that's a nice 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 round number yep so moving on yep so you the next b- day before we get to the ratings yes. you went to seaward Okay. Yes, and it was my first time ever going to the SeaWorld. Um, the SeaWorlds I went before were in Ohio. It was great. <laughs> because when you think of SeaWorld, you think of land... Well, Central like, Ohio. Landlocked Central Ohio. <laughs> no, it's don't be making fun of our collective childhoods. <laughs> um, but, you know, it closed... And became a water park, and then closed. It was destroyed. And, it was then destroyed. reopened as just a water park, and then, and then closed. That closed. So it's you know. Now I think they're building condos in, in industrial park at some point. Yeah, but condos. Anywho, it was it was the first <laughs> time I got to go condos. back to SeaWorld since I was in high school. Um, so it was um magical. It was great. I I actually I mean I enjoyed Bush Gardens Tampa. It's a fun park, but. SeaWorld Orlando takes that and it elevates it. It um, it's like a true family experience. I actually think it w- it was a better experience than Disney's offering right now. I really, really, really enjoyed SeaWorld Orlando. Yes. So you so got now, a yeah. bunch of credits. I did. The only I was very sad that Atlantis was closed. Oh, seriously? Yeah. Yeah. That's like. My one of my favorite dark rides yep. ever. Yeah, such a great ride. Yeah, next time. But um, 
because I'm gonna cut this quick. Um, so talk talk about the ride. I mean, I when when you think of a Sea World, you don't think of rides, but Sea World has great roller coasters. Every single roller coaster they have is good. Like, there's not even their kitty coaster is interesting and different. Um, did you get Air Grover? Yeah, it's not called Air Grover. It's uh, Super so Grover's boxcar box derby. Car. Yeah. yeah, yeah, with the super long train. That's like thirty-eight fourteen people. cars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, they, 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 their Sesame Street area looks like. A I street. thought they did really well. Yeah, I really like the Sesame Street area. Yeah. Mako, you 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 could go get. I love Mako. Mako's probably my third favorite hyper period. Wow. Yeah. Those are tall words. And the only two that I have higher than it are Apollo's Chariot and Magnum. Wow. Yeah. I really You like Mako better than Candemonium. Mm-hmm. And Nitro and Phantom's Revenge. No, I really like well, Mako. Phantom's Revenge is different and a unique species, but it's still hyper. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I get that. Oh, wow. Yeah. I really like Mako. I rode Mako four times. Wow. Yeah. Kraken? I I thought Kraken was a surprise. Like Kraken had lots of elements. All of a sudden you were over here and over there and and I like the new paint job. It's it got a Montu vibe too, because it's so in, in the trenches and it's in the tunnels trenches and, and divots. Yep. In the tunnel. Uh Manta. Manta was okay. I I liked what they did with it. They definitely added some different elements to it. I liked the water effect. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just uncomfortable. There, there's yeah. There's only so much you can do with it. It's the but... seating's uncomfortable. I mean, it's better than the Vacoma version, but you just feel like you're hanging there. Like, yeah. But I like it. Was like that and Tatsu came out at the same time, and it was almost like. Um, that's when they broke out of the Superman clone, yeah, mentality, and they try to do something different. Pretzel loop, amazing, love it. Oh yeah, intense, really good. That's the best part of the ride, and then and it's the just kind of. I like the water part. I like when you get it because you can actually feel the water. Like yes, you can. That whole like last thing kind of really fits the whole yeah. vibe, but and the queue, the queue is fantastic. Oh yeah, With the aquariums the and stuff, and like... yeah. <laughs> Um, I will say, did you do Infinity Falls? I did not. I didn't feel like getting soaked, soaked. And people were coming off like soaked, soaked. Icebreaker. I loved Icebreaker. Which I think you said you were sort of surprised by. I think going into it, we all had this assumption that it was going to be kind of a meh experience. But what did you think of it? It was fantastic. Ejector airtime. Like, I might like it's Icebreaker to me was a mini Maverick. There were parts that. of it that actually were just as intense as that. Maverick. Um, uh, there is a very shocking pop of airtime when you're going through that launch section, and then just the changes in direction. It's 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 a solid ride. I was surprised. Is it a very small footprint? 
Like it, like it looks it small, but is around, it is a lot smaller than what it looks than, like. It's probably this the footprint of the jackrabbit, okay. the Kennywood. Um, but I'll tell you, the loading system's efficient. That track chain transfer over, and they weren't stacking. Like the next train, how many trains they run? Two can only run two, but it was. I liked it. It's a very small queue line. Very small, boring queue line. You could tell when SeaWorld was in its like heyday when you look at queue lines like Mako and Manta, and you know where there was the theme was immersive, and now you have like the new SeaWorld. You're like, oh look, it's a roof that's painted blue. Like, but it was the the queue line is actually an in an outdoor seating, seating area yeah. <laughs> for the restaurant that's right there. Yes. So, but but no, that's I, cool. I I love I love SeaWorld. It uh. It it still had a couple of operating issues in my opinion, um, but it was a great experience. I, in all honesty, if I went to SeaWorld first, I probably would have used my second day to go back to SeaWorld instead of Busch Gardens hmm. to get to do stuff that I didn't get to do or to, or Which to watch is a show. Pretty again. high praise. Yeah. No, I I really I want to go back. Like it's it's the first time I was telling Chris earlier. I said. It's the first time since I went to Disney in like 2001 where I really couldn't, I cannot wait to go back. So for this part, we're going to talk about Brian SeaWorld experience yes. and give that our ratings um, and go from there. So uh... Alright, so I talked about it. Now we're going to dissect. So again, if you listen to the last episode, we rated based on 15 categories. Um, the first is parking and park entry. Um, uh, this was probably the only cluster of the day, in my opinion, um, because they only had like half capacity of their parking and their entrance, and their tram wasn't running. It, it, it was weird. Um, but that whole tram area was behind construction walls, so I think they're in the process of doing something. Like, there's definitely something going on. Mm -hmm. um, but it also was a Monday. It wasn't a busy day, so it was understandable. But there, that entrance area is kind of, like, crammed in there. It's weird. Like, the ticket booths, and then there's the things, like, right behind it. And they only had like the right three entrance lanes open, so everyone was like backed up like this, and then it bended this yeah, way, yeah, and yeah. then it, it was strange because they didn't open the gates until park opened. Oh, yeah, like, hey. I'll give it a seven. I also gave it a seven. Um, I drove through. I paid. We parked. We got in. Again, this was 2019, so. All right, rides and attractions. Rides and attractions. And, you know, again, when most people think of SeaWorld, they don't think of rides and attractions, but they've been adding lots of great rides and attractions. Um, there were a lot of attractions that are closed, like, that kind of definitely made me give this a six, because... You know, the Antarctica ride wasn't open. The Arctic, Wild Arctic wasn't open. 
the sky tower wasn't open you know so i felt like they were lacking in the rides Atlantis wasn't open, but I knew that one wasn't going to be open because it was down for refurbishment. So I give it a six. But by and large, you said that the attractions and the animal exhibits were yes, yes. Because as we were joking when you got back, I was like, "Well, yeah, you can't furlough a penguin. They have to be there, and the staff has to be there to yep. take care of them. So if you're going to have something open, it's going to be that." Yeah. See. Furlough penguins. I just see like like the aliens from the Men in Black ride yeah. at Universal, and the penguins are just in there. One got a cigarette hanging yeah. out their yeah, mouth. The other one's reading reading the magazine and shit. And they're just he's a <laughs> Like that's. <laughs> Um, I only give it an eight because I've experienced SeaWorld, you know, somewhat recently, and everything was open there. I I think for for that park there is so much for everyone. Yeah, you I can take my ninety one year old grandmother and she would have something to do. Yeah, I can take my four year old son and he would have something to do. Every time I've been there, no oh, excuse me, every time I've been there, nothing has been closed. Everything has always been open, um, so if I'm the I'm the roller coaster guy, all the roller coasters are open. My wife doesn't ride roller coasters. Wild Arctic was open. All the yeah. animal exhibits and stuff. So it, 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 I I really like the variety of that part. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. And again, if if more of that and, stuff was uh, open, I would have rated it much higher. Right. But based on my experience. Six. And again, I love this park. This park is probably in my top five parks, period. It it was an amazing experience. This was my my nitpick for those two things. Roller coasters. Um, again, you don't think of roller coasters when you think of SeaWorld, but this park has an amazing collection of roller coasters. I gave it a seven. Um, and everything I rode was an experience. It wasn't just like a coaster thrown in there. It was designed to fit the theme. Me as the ride guy, I gave it a six. There's a good, great rides there. Mako, Kraken, even Journey to Atlantis are great rides. Um, however, I, I look at it, if I go, I want to see a lot of rides. It's more of a experience park right but i it, guess it is rumored that the that they're gonna add another coaster a surf coaster yeah which if what i've seen is true mm -hmm. it looks amazing but whatever so um i'll i'll give it a six um gonna be a negative nancy on this one yep operations and capacity um eight million times better than Bush Gardens, Tampa. I mean, my big thing, and this was a major issue for me, was two of the food places were closed all day, and the ones that were open that had like four serving lines, they had one serving line open, and the lines were out the door. I waited 45 minutes for food almost every time. It is the one complaint I, I will say in terms of operations. But the ride crews were fantastic. 
Um, it, it was efficient that they started out the day with one train operation. As soon as a line developed, they put the second train on. Um, you know, I walked on pretty much everything. I passed Mako at one point and it was a 45 minute wait. I walked past it an hour later and it was a five minute wait. So I'm like, oh, that's where they put the second train on. Like you could just tell um, yes. that they did things like that. But overall, it was great. My one, uh, the thing I was angry about, so I wanted to do Icebreaker first thing. Sounded like Icebreaker. It did, didn't it? It did. It did. Um, and I was ever, I've never been to the park before, and the layout is kind of, it takes a little while to get used to. And someone said, as soon as you go in, make a right and go across the boardwalk. So I was following the crowds of people, and we got to the boardwalk, and there was a gate up that said, this will open at 11. And we asked an employee, and he'd go, oh, go around this way. So we literally walked all the way back towards Mako to loop all the way around. And a woman stopped us and said, sorry, folks, this section of the park doesn't open until 11. And we're like, well, how do we get to that? She's like, you got to go across the bridge. So I was literally right next to Mako, and Mako was a walk-on, so I said, I'm going to ride Mako. But, and by the time I got off Mako, I looked. No one was on the bridge. I'm like, I'll ride Mako again. So I rode Mako again. Then I saw people on the bridge, so then I booked it, walked all the way around. That was my only thing, like the, communi the lack of communication between the employees. But um, I gave it a 7. I'll give a seven. I'll just not disagree with you. Yeah. But again, like I've been there and there's never been any, I've never waited longer than five minutes for any yeah. ride there. But yeah. Q lines. Q lines. My favorite part. Hmm. Yeah. I liked their Q lines. I There were some that were definitely better than others. But I really liked the line for Mako. Like, Mako had, like, distinct sections that were themed different. Like, then you went under the pier, then you went... Oh. <laughs> well, like, the first part, like, it's like you're walking in from the beach. Yeah. And then it's kind of like That's you're walking under the pier. The okay. And then, yeah, those are all yeah, distinct areas. By and large, in both parks, you're describing lines better themed than I would assume they would be to begin with. Mm -hmm. And that isn't even awesome. like the most themed one. Then you get lines like Mako's almost like Seas with Nemo. That's the vibe yes. I was to getting. A, yes. To a point. Yeah. It Disney's a lot better, but it got that vibe. It's similar to that vibe with the music and with the wave sounds and No scuttle though. No. 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 But then you have cue lines like um Manta. Where you're in an aquarium and you're walking like and there's real rays real and... stingrays and like it's a total immersion air but, conditioning awesomeness. But then you have the whole mist thing of Kraken. Kraken's a weird cue line. Kraken's a very weird cue line and I hate it. Well they're painting it and redoing it. No, I just hate the cue line, period. Like mm -hmm. the act you gotta do this and then you go up and then you get yeah, oh no! I hate cracked. And they can't. They don't shorten it. If the if if it's only a station wait, you still have to. You through. still gotta do. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yep. 
So we, you gave it an eight. So for Hula, I give it an eight. There were air conditioning, there were fans, there were shade structures. It was organized. There was music. Like they definitely clearly designed them well. I mean, then there was Icebreaker, where again the current Bush Sea World places. In terms of queue lines, you are doing the absolute minimum, um, which is sad because you have like a great queue line experience like Manta, and then you literally have Quonset Huts from Home Depot's parking lot. No, more like just a metal roof over your head with obvious speakers that you can see and like. But again, you're still in the shade. You still have music. You still have fans or air conditioning. Like, it's a pleasant waiting experience. So I gave it an 8. Yeah, I'm going to give it a 9. Nice. Um, the only reason I'm going to... I'm going to give it a 9 because it's Central Florida. Mm-hmm. And I can't think of one line that I've ever waited for. Other than Super Grover that is actually outside. Everything else is inside. You Mako from the time you enter, not Mako, Manta. From the time you enter the queue, you're inside. Yeah. And Kraken, you got a little bit, and you're inside. You're undercover and all that. Yeah, there's air and all that. Mako, there's a little bit out front, but I've never mm-hmm. waited through that. I never would, but um, you know, everything is inside and it's immersive and it kind of tells a story mm-hmm. a little bit even though kraken's kind of weird and it was themed to the whole vr thing that never worked out all that stuff but whatever yeah. right yeah is it still themed to the whole vr thing nope, that went away. no not like the actual vr thing but like it's like you go it's, through the first section it's like sector one it's being totally redone they're repainting the whole building they're doing oh well that's good yeah there was a whole section of the queue that you couldn't even go in that they had walled off because they were painting it. Because uh, like, they had like those old like Epcot logos yeah. and stuff. And yeah, no, they're they're in the process of updating everything with that ride. All right, cool. Food, your favorite part. Yes, and let me tell you, even though the food here was very similar to Bush Gardens Tampa, the quality, the service, the variety was better. What um, stood out for you? What stood out for me was the fact that they had, yes, they had the, the smokehouse, like they all do. They had this new place called, uh, I think, Altitude Burgers or Ape, whatever it was. Two pounds. A two-pound burger. And these aren't like your GFS standard like burgers <laughs> you'd get like in Cedar Point. Like, they clearly are making their patties there, grilling them there. And you can get one or two patties and each patty's a pound or like a whole pound. So you can get a two pound burger plus a yeah. Here's like, a look on Tim's face. Like enough to split That's a lot of meat. <laughs> but it was it was a phenomenal a phenomenal burger. Um that place stood out um, the other place that stood he, out. I guess he finished it just. Could fun. you put the whole thing in your mouth? Yes. I have a big mouth. We know. Yeah, we're aware. Yeah. Um, food. Food. Um, the other place they had that really stood out to me. There was a place you could get fish and chips. Like there was. There were things like that. Now they had specialty dining. I did not do. 
you could dine like next to the orcas. They had one in the sharks where you could, there's a bar and a restaurant with literally like the living seas kind of thing, except with the sharks. I didn't do that because I had the dining plan. Missed opportunity for Chum's Tiki Bar. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But the other place in the back of the park literally has steak. Like it's it, 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 the food here really blew me out of the water. Pardon the pun. Uh-huh. So I gave it a nine. I I thought it was great. I'm gonna give SeaWorld food a nine. And what makes I am not nine? the I am not that, the nine why, food guy. That is why I'm surprised. Sharks bar. Yeah. Period. You don't even have to go into the place to understand how cool it is. Yeah. You can look at it. It's it's right next door to the Mako Q. Mm-hmm. Their bar top is an aquarium. Yeah. So it, it, it's like a bar top, but then it's cut out and it has an aquarium in underneath like it. underneath yeah. of it. And aquariums and and all that, and you can just go and just have a drink, and you you. But it's also a restaurant and a grill and all that, and it is a favorite there, as well as the steakhouse that's over by the. No, no, there's another one. Over by the Sky Tower. Yeah, there's something there. No, it's the barbecue bar place. Yes, it's over there. We ate there. That was good. Yes. Um. Yes, over by Infinity Falls. They have... It's not typical park food, no. though. I don't remember eating chicken fingers and fries there. And I am the chicken finger and fries sought after they person. They had them at the same place I had fish and chips. Because I said, oh, I know what Tim would get. <laughs> no, me going there? Yeah. I would not eat there. There is so many different Other places. Yep. And they are so cool. The, to me, sharks... Is what coral reef should be. Yeah. But yep. I did not like coral reef. But that's whatever. another story. Food seating. I gave it a nine as well. I nine. Mean, so many in- <laughs> indoor places, outdoor places, and not crammed together. Very spaced out. Very comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, shows and entertainment. Now, let me tell you. If it was me just basing the quality of the shows, I would give this a 10. But because we look at variety and we look at indoor areas and outdoor areas altogether, a bunch of things, I gave it a 6. I mean, they only had three shows, and there were like four closed theaters that offered other things. And because just those three shows, if you didn't want to watch shows about See life if you wanted like a different variety of show, you didn't have that. So I gave it a six. It was hard because in all honesty, I, I the quality I'd give a ten. I love these shows. But because there was so much closed, I gave it a six. That was your recent experience. Yeah. Oh, I could tell that there was a, a period where that was not the norm. It was the sea line. So, did you see that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I saw the dolphins, the sea lions, and the orcas. Okay, because that's the only thing that matters. So, the sea lion show and the mine. So, for me, and and again, I typically rate this lower because I'm the ride guy, but SeaWorld shows eight. 
the orca show, the dolphin show, and the sea lion show. Um, yes, yes, and yes. Um, there's something for everybody. And if, if you don't like sea life shows, um, you probably shouldn't go to SeaWorld. Mm -hmm. um, that's kind of what they do. But All right, so moving on. Yep. Again, I'm the show guy, and I loved what they had. It was just I saw how many other places they normally would have had that were closed. Yeah, but it's what it is. So park atmosphere, theming, and landscaping. A beautiful park, nine. Huh. Like, the only thing I will say is you have to walk a long time to get to places. Like, there are a lot of areas that are spread out. That bridge. The bridge. Will murder you. Yeah. <laughs> the bridge. And if walking, like, the other way around, like, past Infinity like, it is a hike. When you go to the left toward, like, Mako yeah. around. Yeah. Like, uh -huh. but a beautiful park. I, I loved it. Um, everything was freshly painted. It fit in. You felt like you were at the shore. You know, I liked it. Nine. I'm going to give it an eight, only because I think I gave Dollywood a nine. And Well, Dollywood's much better. And it's not, yeah. I, I just can't. I, I can't. Again, you're in Central Florida in the middle of a huge tourist area and a huge residential area, and they did a great job of hiding everything. Yep. You don't see what's outside the park. From outside the park, you can see SeaWorld, and from the hotel that we have stayed at many times in the past, yes, I can look out and see Mako and see the trains going up Mako's Lift Hill, but when you're in the park, you, you I don't see, see my hotel. Nope. So it's i definitely you don't see universal that's literally right across across the street and up you know an eighth of a mile you don't see all that stuff unless you're on a roller coaster but that's different but um yeah eight cleanliness um and this place was spotless i mean everything was freshly painted everything was clean ride vehicles were sp i mean there's only two other parks that I would rate as clean as this park was, and that's Busch Gardens, Williamsburg, and Dollywood. And Holiday World, I'm sorry, and Holiday World. I can't forget about Holiday World. I'll give it a nine. Um, not to screw your, 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 your rating. Um, there was gum on the break run of the Manta track whenever we were sitting there, and I noticed one piece of gum, so that's why I gave it a 9. Definitely was no, not that. I'm, no, but I'm just... Pretty... Uh, no, I'm just... I'm just there, there's always room for improvement. Yeah, yeah. There was nothing wrong with it. There was nothing... Like, like I don't have anything bad to say about it. There's always room for improvement, and nothing was a 10 to me. The only thing that is a 10 to me is the impulse bathrooms. <laughs> and that's it. Well, you not the rest of the once, park. Once you, not the rest of the park. <laughs> once you go to Holiday World, you'll write them a ten. It's. But you were you were saying about cleanliness, and I even remember this from SeaWorld in Ohio. I remember them being pretty well organized and clean, and you didn't see garbage. And I think a lot of that comes from just operations, but also when you have large tanks with animals in them, you don't want the chance right. of anything blowing in, falling in. So I think. Unlike some other parks, 
they're slightly more on top of it because they don't want right. stray litter ending up in animal enclosures. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. I mean, I, I honestly, I was being an asshole. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't have nothing to, nothing bad to say. I, I think it was very clean. I don't remember it going. Ew, we're in the ghetto. No, but, <laughs> <laughs> but hey, like, yeah. So, yep. shitters. Same thing. <laughs> um, nine. We're clean. Nine. They were nice. Yeah, they they did their job. Yep. Merch and gift shops. Um, I gave it an eight. Um, I liked what they had. Um, I wish they would had a little more. Like there were, I wanted a shot glass. No shot glasses. Not a single shot glass. Not at the one on the front. I looked in like seven different gift shops. No shot glasses. I ended up getting like an old school like mug with a handle, plastic mug, because it was the old SeaWorld logo and the SeaWorld characters. Oh yeah. So I ended up getting that for myself. But I really wanted a shot glass. And they like the coasters didn't have shot glasses. There was very little coaster individual merch. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, yeah. Like there were no Mago glasses. There were no like No, but there were shark themed. Yeah. And there was Ed Hardy or uh, the other guy that does it. Um, there's a bunch of stuff like there's there's that shop right next to Mako mm-hmm. exit. exit. Yeah, and but it's not Mako. Right. It's yeah, shark themed and Tommy Bahamas and, yeah, and like shit it, like that. It, yeah, it is weird. So uh, I gave it an eight just because the stuff they had was good, but I, I wanted more. Yes, I gave it an eight as well because I, 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 they have a lot of merch shops around, and there's a lot of different merch, but it's not SeaWorld specific necessarily. Yeah. Like your SeaWorld specific is at the front, is at the exit, yeah, and that's where you're gonna get your SeaWorld gift stuff. The other stuff like the Mako, you would think would have I mean, Mako themed. Of, there was a lot of Sesame Street stuff. Like back there and, and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, it, but everything else, like, there wasn't an Infinity Falls gift shop where you could buy an Infinity. I survived the falls of Infinity. Right. Or, you know, like, they didn't have, like, it's not like they didn't have, like, a Mako T. Like, you guys know, I always get a t shirt yeah, now yeah. every park we go. I always get a, a Nano Coaster and stuff. They, they, did they have didn't, they don't coasters. have that. They did have Nano you gotta find them. Yeah. You gotta look for them. Yeah. Like I know it in Bush Gardens, Tampa, they had one of iron closets. You gotta look for the yeah. stuff at SeaWorld Orlando, mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. Employees. How were they? They were better than Bush Gardens for sure. <laughs> um I gave it a seven. Okay. The ones that were there were good. Um, they were friendly. Um, you know, they did the job. They were good. No one was miserable. Really no complaints. But I gave a seven. They were short-staffed. For sure. I will not wreck your rating for the fact that 
I'm going to give it a seven as well. But I, again, similar to Bush Gardens, nobody was like, wow. And nobody was like, eh. Mm-hmm. It was they like, were there. They, they were, were there. The they did run. their job. And but they still responded like they talked like they st- they were better than Bush Gardens. That's that was the worst. I never had anybody that was like, no, I don't want to talk to you. No, or or like, hey, how's your vacation going? Like, I, I, I it was just like, yeah, I don't have anything good or bad to say, so I'm just gonna like be a passive yep. on it. So, technology, um. I like their app and their tech better than Bush. It should be the same. Yeah, which is kind of it, ironic. It's it was more accurate. Like the wait times. Isn't it the same? It, they're similar, but for some reason, like it's it looks exactly the same. But. They might just be calibrated different. The Wi Fi was the Wi Fi was better. I had Wi Fi everywhere. Well see, that could actually be a thing when you think about it. If if they're using technology to do the crowd counting and the Wi Fi is spotty, it, you might not get updates as often as a park that's using the same tech with better Wi Fi because it's getting... at the same time there's also less attractions. So it's less to have to update to update and, and do stuff. But it was it's still an eye. I mean it's I mean, at the end of the day, all apps are controlled from Mason, Ohio. (laughs) No matter what park it is, Kings Island's controlling it. Don Helbig's behind the wheel. What? (laughs) It's one closet. (laughs) She cropped 45 minutes. (laughs) It's one utility closet behind the beast with like 17 computers all running Windows 95. Uh Uh-uh. That's what's in the crypt. (laughs) They didn't. They didn't open a new ride. It's all the servers for every park yeah. in America. You want to know what's going on in Dollywood? Go to Kings Island. Yep. They'll tell you. So I gave um, it a nine. I think you did as well. I'll give it a nine. It, it it is what it is. I've never had issues with it. I don't use Wi-Fi. I always use data. Yep. Park last, value. Last but definitely not least, park value. I gave it a seven. I mean, you get a lot. You get your money's worth for sure. Again, there were a lot of things that were closed, and so I gave it a seven. Yeah, um, I'm gonna give it an eight, um, just because that's what I gave Butch Gardens because I've always done the two for one. Yeah. So for me, it, I mean that's what I did too, but I always look at what the average. Yeah, and I know we. I need next part trip. Yep. I'll think about it, but um, I'm good with it. So that about wraps up our review of SeaWorld. So what do we got? Um, we have a Brian needs to fix a calculation. Uh, Whoa. <laughs> I'm like, something is not right. Uh, yeah, I need to. Uh, that's right. That's right. That is not right. This needs to equal. Hold, please. So, Chris. Yes. What are your opinions? I have none. (laughs) 
two in this case. There we go. 79.7. Wow. See, we're better in Bush Gardens. Yep. So, yes, yeah, so 79.7%. Yep. So almost a B. Yep. But again, I could just see this trip. Like, I love, again, I love the place. It easily in my top five parks, I'd go here over Disney. But I see the potential of what the place was and what it could be again that clearly I would rank it even higher. Huh. You were also there start spring break and the cheerleader competitions were starting so you had all those people and i think that's a lot of it and that's why we don't go there actually wasn't that was more the bush gardens mm -hmm. at sea world it was just families there were hardly any teenagers there were hardly any like it was a nice crowd like it was it was very enjoyable. there are different people yeah between the two. Oh, very much oh, so yeah. very very much so Mm -hmm. Like the, I loved, and I think that's the other reason why I had such a good day at SeaWorld is because the it was nice groups of people that were friendly, that were t like respectful of other. It was very much like a throwback in time in that aspect. Wow! Yeah. Like there were people that I'm, I was looking for a seat at the Dolphin Place, and the one person said, "Oh, is it just you?" And I said, "Yeah." And they're, "Oh, you could sit here." Like, I'm not saving all of these, like, had me, like, That's cool. just, like, nice people. I was, like, I guess just not used to that anymore. <laughs> That's what we started doing. We, like, like we don't like people, yeah. but, like, we'll go to, like, in the hotel, like, we'll go and sit in the hot tub and there'll be people. And, like, we ended up talking about, you know, mm -hmm. people from Canada and we ended up talking about them, I don't know, whatever. It's, like, yeah, well, it's nice when people are nice. Yeah. And they want to talk and whatever and they're not. And we don't bring questionable subjects into play and right. it's just you know whatever so all right so that brings us to the question of the week that we do every week this week and because parks in our area we're starting to get we're getting into... march now it's excitement whenever it, we hit yep, march yep, it's like yep. it's like it's coming <laughs> it's coming our like summer well summer amusement season um, so, what is your favorite time of the year to go to an amusement park and why? Christopher, we have not heard from you all podcast. Please tell us. Oh, no. I, I've, I've, been, I've been asking questions that weren't on the question. I know. I uh, know. My favorite time of year should not be a shock. I love going to parks during the fall. I'm a fan of hoodie weather. I like September, October. I love Halloween, that whole intersection. You know, I love parks. I'll go to them year-round. I would prefer to go to a park wearing a layer or two as opposed to sweating my ass off. So, the fall is my time of year. Yeah, the whole getting off a coaster with, like, back sweat stains on yeah, your no. shirt or just, like... Ugh. So, fall... There's nothing sexy about that. I can't look good like that. <laughs> so, in the fall, could be a nice I'm breeze. Vain. No. Could have some Halloween theming. Doesn't even need that. I mean, yeah, but just the fall season. I agree with Chris. Halloween season, I say, is my favorite. It's cooler weather. Coasters are still open. Because, mm. you know, Christmas, I love the holiday season. Oh, that's but just a lot fun, of, but that's almost but too of, cold sometimes. But a lot of stuff's closed, because depending what park you go to or whatnot. Um, and I love the haunted stuff. So, Halloween season for me. 
Is this going to be a trifecta? Probably. Nope. No. <gasps> I'm the exact opposite. I like going at the beginning of the year. Oh, yeah. That's, that, that would be... The like, only thing I, I like don't going like, early. The thing I don't like is sometimes new attractions are not open yet. I don't care. The thing, the thing with me, and I think we talked about this off mm -hmm. last time, is right now it's been four months since I've been to an amusement park. That first trip, like these first couple trips. You're pent up. Yes. That's what you're saying. Yes. You're ready. It's like an explosion that's yes. going to paint the walls. Yeah. And it, yeah. And that's what I like. That's my favorite time of the year. Because at the end of the year, I'm like, like Halloween. I love Halloween. We all love Halloween. That's our favorite time. But it's like, oh, it's ending. And I know what's like it's like it's gonna be a See, couple this months is, before this we... is this is why i normally go to florida in january or february because it breaks that up i really don't have normally more like more than two months of a period not going to parks because i go to parks in december yeah and then it's january or february and then Mar there's literally only like a one or two months where i don't have a car yeah yeah this this, this is hard for me like i'm ready i'm ready to roll Come on. I, I want to and pull down. Yep. I want to pull down a clamshell. Yep. So that's mine. Nice. All right. So wrapping it all up, that's ending our, well, basically Brian's review yeah. of SeaWorld and Bush Gardens, but I contributed because I have been there recently. But, um, Go to them. Go to them. If you were a family that goes to Florida every year, or that normally does Disney or normally does Universal, really either make a day for either both of these places or at least SeaWorld if you don't want to travel all the way to Tampa. Like, it's a great, different experience. I'm not saying it's better or worse, although it is better than Disney right now. Um, it's a nice different change of pace yes um for those that are staying in disney or the orlando area tampa it's an hour away um if that just depending on how you drive if you're my wife we can make it there in 37 minutes um unfortunately if are, i4 traffic is what prohibits that it just depends on where you're at on i4 and where you're getting on on i4 but um so it's we definitely recommend it they're great parks um they're different they're out of the norm from your universals and your disney's but they're both great experiences they're a lot more affordable and they're a lot more affordable and, yes. I, th and I think that's where they hit their own sweet spots in the whole hierarchy of options in orlando because they do differentiate themselves from the disney and the now universal. look for deals yeah, because if you, you go if you go to the gate and you buy like a ticket for SeaWorld for one day, it is going to cost you over a hundred dollars. It is going to be expensive. But really, the one takeaway you should have learned if you listen to any episode of this podcast is what? Don't Never buy. pay gate price ever. And True. if they have a food deal, especially at SeaWorld <laughs> or Bush Parks, use it. Oh, definitely. Yes. yes. So with that. Always follow us on our socials. 
at Zero G Adventures, no matter where we're at or where you use or where you're at. Um, listen, we're coming back each week with a different podcast episode. So next week, next week is the fun drink of the week. And what is it? We are recreating LeFou's brew from oh, yeah? the Stone's Tavern. Whoa, shit. Foam, top, like a whole bunch of stuff. It's going to be. Fun. That mean we got to get a whipped cream charger? I have to look. We're doing whippets next week. I didn't want to say, I was trying to think of the actual term because I didn't want to say whippets, but okay. <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about next right week now. yet or anything going on. We have to see what happens because. I had a nice little plan for a while, but I'm looking at the the calendar now, and it's blank. Everything's blank except the drink of the week. All right, so we're going to figure it out. It's going to be a surprise. We are half. We've done one, two, three, four, five Disney drinks. We have four more to go, so we're just over the halfway point. Mm -hmm. We have LeFou's Brew. Then we're doing the Nutty Irishman, which is a great for, like, it's going to be St. Patrick's Day around that time. And then the Grown Ups Lemonade. And then we're finishing it off with the Night Blossom from Pandora. That multi-layer thing with balls on top. Well, Lucky with that... Night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that... Right on. Word.